0: Hey there, party people, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Hold My Purse. I'm Ro, and this show is dedicated to putting you right at the center of your life with some seriously badass self-care. On today's show, I'm going to share some personal events that put me on the path to embracing self-care. The transparency is about to be real. Now, let's get this party started. I wanna start this show by saying, thank you so much. I'm a marketer by day, but this podcasting venture is a new level of personal. I've been cautiously feeling my way around trying to figure out what to share. I sent the show to some friends and eagerly awaited their feedback. And after a couple of days, I was like, damn, should I be doing this? Then, like a gift from the universe, I got this text message from my girl. Hey Chica, love your podcast. You are made for this. Perfect voice, tone, delivery, heart emoji. My only feedback, you should do an intro episode. Introduce yourself, share your journey to schedule self care, and explain how you got to this point of sharing it through a podcast. That will help you connect with your listeners. You have such a relatable story. You're a single mother, now a grandmother, moved across the country to give your daughters a beautiful life, advanced your education, climbed the corporate ladder, and now you're hosting a podcast. How did you get here? And how on earth do you make the time for self-care in your busy schedule? Most people think they can't, but clearly you can. How? And by the way, your grandbaby is adorable. Wow. First of all, I adore this woman. We had some incredible adventures when we worked together. And even though life has kept us apart, our connection is as strong as ever. Reading her message warmed my heart because the night before I was asking myself, girl, what are you doing? So after reading this text message, I reached out to Sandra and I said, hey, can we hop on a call to chat? And let me tell you, after a so nourishing chat with her, I felt inspired to share a deeply personal journey with you all today. It's the story of how three life-altering events reshaped my life in profound ways, forcing me to grow, adapt, make pivotal changes, and to create this podcast. But first, I'm going to share the basics about me, Roe. I'm a single mom of three amazing daughters, Autumn, 26, Madison, 22, Paris, 19, and I'm a Mimi. Yes, she calls me Mimi because I'm too damn fly to be called grandma. To Aria, who's five. I've worked in marketing the majority of my career. I entered into the MBA program after 9-11 when Madison was just nine months old. And let me tell you, that was not easy. A full-time job, a nine-month-old, and a four-year-old? Then I got pregnant with Paris and it takes a village. With the support of my family and my then-husband, I graduated in three years. All right, now for those three life-altering events. The first one was the passing of my mom, Andrea Nelson. Mama was an extraordinary woman, a true force of nature. And one of the most amazing individuals I've ever had the privilege to love and honor. My mom and I were inseparable. We talked on the phone countless times a day. My dad used to say, what the hell else y'all got to talk about? But we shared the highs and the lows of our lives. We even did some unconventional things together like going to the strip clubs and taking a few shots of tequila. We practically grew up together because she was 19 when she had me. So we were hanging like wet clothes. My mom was a no nonsense, no filter, no bullshit type of woman. Now, she didn't pass judgment. But if you ask for her opinion, you better be ready to get some smoke because she was going to give you the real brutal truth. However, my mom had a tendency to let things or people get under her skin. For example, I once organized a family trip to Mexico. The issue arose when we realized my dad, born in the 1930s with no birth certificate, needed a notarized letter from his sister who had witnessed his birth. And this was part of the immigration requirements. Now, the immigration instructions clearly stated to sign and mail the document back. However, my dad insisted on faxing it, and this pissed my mom off to no end. She said to me, why can't he follow the damn instructions? She then turned to my dad and said, it says right here, you need to mail it why on earth are you faxing it? Now, he still did whatever the hell he wanted to do. And as he went off to the basement to send the fax, I looked at my mom and I asked, why does this bother you so much? She looked at me like, what? And I said, you know the instructions. Let him fax it if he wants, but you do what's been asked. And I I mentioned this really to illustrate how she would let things get to her. And as I grew older, I took on the role of kind of coaching her through some of these moments. I learned early in life, y'all, some things are just not worth the energy. In July of 2007, everything changed. My mom fell ill and was diagnosed with cancer. I will never forget the moment I found out. I was walking past the coin fountain at the hospital when my sister called and asked if I had seen mom. I replied that I was on my way to see her. And then she delivered the heart-wrenching news. Mom has cancer. My heart sank. And I found myself sitting on the edge of the fountain. Needing a minute to just Get my thoughts together because I knew when I walked into that room, she was going to be very emotional, as she should. So, when I walked into the room, I found her sitting on the edge of the bed. I sat down beside her and placed my hand on her leg. And just as anyone who knows my mom would expect, she turned to me and said, I need a cigarette. I looked at her and I said, That's why we're in this shit. We shared a brief laugh and I said, You can beat this. But, Mama, I need you to work on your mindset. Unfortunately, her health deteriorated right before our eyes. I watched this amazing woman of strength just dwindle away. But I will say she was the pillar of strength, even during her weakest moments. And I just got to say, y'all, I cannot believe we have not found a cure for cancer. That shit is brutal. Two months later, on September the 26th, 2007, my mom passed away from cancer and it happened to be her and my dad's wedding anniversary her journey through cancer taught me the invaluable lesson of resilience in the face of life's most brutal storms and this one was a freaking hurricane after her passing I made a life-altering decision I was going to move to California with my daughters. Michigan had become a place where I was constantly reminded of my mom and I was trapped in a state of functioning depression. Now, let me be clear. It's not that I didn't want to think about her, but I couldn't see myself moving forward in life If I was in that state, I still think about her every single day. I can hear her laughter and I can also hear her saying, I need a cigarette. So I took a leap of faith and I answered a job ad that eventually led me and my daughters to the sunny shores of California. Now, life as a single mom in California has been no walk in the park, but the experiences that we have had have been absolutely priceless. California's living really aligns perfectly with my quest for a healthier lifestyle. I'd always been an exercise enthusiast, but in Cali, oh yeah, I took it up a notch. I started the hot yoga, hiking, and cycling. With three daughters, I learned the importance of making time for self-care activities. My day kicks off at about 4.30 a.m. for a morning workout. I'd squeeze in hot yoga on Sunday morning and cycle my way through fitness in the evening. So my friends, you can make time for what truly matters to you. Now, living in Cali, there's no shortage of healthy food. It's everywhere. And my daughters, they made the most fantastic friends. They were active in sports. And honestly, just overall, the most calm and beautiful young ladies I've ever been around. And I'm not just saying that because they're my babies. Overall, the move to Cali has been the best decision I've ever made. It taught me the significance of embracing change, pursuing my dreams, and living my life truly in peace. So I said there were three events. The second life-altering event was a turbulent relationship with a narcissist. Dr. Dan Newharth writes in Psychology Today, Terrified of feelings like or being viewed as a loser, narcissists use numerous approaches designed to devalue, minimize, and control other people. The narcissist's toolbox of tactics, they come naturally to them and it's hard to spot. Well, let me just tell you this Joker was all things narcissist dehumanizing, gaslighting, intimidating, scapegoating, love bombing, breadcrumbing, labeling you name it. I mean, This dude had me echoing the lyrics of Cardi B's Be Careful. You even got me tripping. You got me looking in the mirror different, thinking I'm flawed because you inconsistent. Oh, yeah. Cardi B? Oh, she was talking to me. Never in my life had I felt so small and unworthy. I have to give it to him, though. He was slick with it. I realized that I had to take responsibility for allowing this person to infiltrate my psyche and make me feel this way. After I ended the relationship, I sought therapy to confront my deep-rooted tolerance for abuse, which my therapist traced back to childhood traumas. I came to understand that I needed to own who I am. Established boundaries, and at the first sign of nonsense, developed the gift of goodbye. As part of my healing journey, I made meditation and mindfulness a part of my daily routine so I can reclaim my sense of self. The third significant event that reshaped my life was a toxic work environment that I found myself in. Now, I've experienced my fair share of challenging workplaces, but one in particular was next level and completely drained the life out of me. I mean, the negativity and energy vampires in that company were overpowering. Whenever I voiced my opinion or shared my perspective, it was swiftly dismissed. You know, the scene in A Few Good Men when Jack Nicholson says, you can't handle the truth. Yep, that's what I was thinking about these folks. You can't handle the truth. So eventually, they let me go. The head of HR asked if I was okay. And to her surprise, my response was, Honey, I'm relieved. I was miserable here. That ordeal left me grappling with severe anxiety as I had allowed external factors to infiltrate my being. I don't think I've ever been happy to be let go, but I danced my way all the way to my car. What I've come to realize from this experience is that I allowed that situation to derail who I am. I've taken the time for introspection, drawn on wisdom from the Stoics, and I have reclaimed my peace. Now, if I'm honest with myself, and sometimes that requires some reflection. I saw the red flags during the interview process, but chose to ignore them. The lesson I learned is clear. Trust your intuition. So you see, friends, through these three life-altering events, I have come to understand the incredible importance of self-care, resilience, self-worth, the creation of coping strategies, and establishing boundaries. They have forced me to evolve, adapt, and change. And it's through self-care I have found the strength to embrace growth and move forward. Now, here's my challenge to you, friends. Take a moment to reflect on your life's journey. Think about those pivotal moments that reshaped your path. How did you handle them? What strategies did you develop to find peace in the chaos? And if you're on that journey right now, remember that self-care is your compass to guide you through the storm. Embrace it and let it lead you to a place of strength, resilience, and growth. All right, it's that time in the show where Aria shares her thoughts and stories, and um today she asked me to ask her some questions. So here's our conversation. Hey, Arya. Hey, Mimi. How are you? Good. How was school today? Good. Good? All right. So you came home from school and you said... Mimi, I want to record today, and I said, okay, what do you want to talk about? And you said you wanted to talk about... Discovery Cube! All right, so tell everybody all about your adventurous trip to Discovery Cube this week. Right now? Right now. I think they want to listen. Okay, first, level one, I was... I came inside and then I saw Gracie at where the ice cream was. And who is Gracie? She was getting ice cream. Yep. And Gracie is your cousin, right? Yep. Okay. All right. And then what? And then number two, she me and her went to the dance party. Oh, that's right. It was a pumpkin palooza, and they had a dance party, right? Mm. Yeah. Did you dance? Yes. What was your favorite part of the dance party? The pumpkin. And what was the pumpkin doing? Uh it was asking questions. Ooh, like what? Do you remember? No. You don't remember? Um, what else happened? Uh Did they play music? Yes, my favorite. What was your favorite? The thriller. Michael Jackson thriller? You wanna sing it? No. Mm. It's just the thriller. Mm. All right. All right. Well, what else do you want to say about it? Uh, that's all I got to say. I want to thank y'all for all the Aria encouragement and support. I've been sharing y'all's comments and she is loving it. My little human is a magical person. And I truly appreciate you making time to listen to my moments of growth and transformation. My hope is that my story inspires you to take care of yourself and find the strength within to navigate life in peace. Always remember that self-care is the key to resilience and personal growth. So let self-care be your ride-or-die companion on this wild journey we call life. Slay those challenges, conquer those obstacles, and as always, keep your self-care purse within arm's reach now please do me a solid like share and comment on this podcast because my mission is to build a community of self-care warriors one show at a time until next time my fabulous friends remember to put yourself first and hold my purse peace